<laughs> Yo, what's up, everyone? Uh, this is V, aka Burner English. Welcome to Spiky Bebop, S P I K E E B E B O P. And uh, this definitely is the writer's room where you can find funny, hilarious moments of uh, sheer absurdity. No, uh, seriously. <laughs> Uh, definitely hit the subscribe button, let someone know about the podcast, I always say, and uh, I always do this so before I go on like my existential rants, because I could do that for like an hour and a half, easily, about just random, you know, day-to-days of being a writer, and how funny that is, and you know, how, I don't even think people obscurely, you know, look into it as deeply as I do, but... I'm definitely super uh, thankful for everyone that uh, hits the subscribe button and uh, thank you guys uh, for liking the pieces. Uh, keep listening. Uh, the more and more you guys listen, uh, the more intricate my pieces become and I get the liberty of adding more things. So uh, I'm super, super excited. This is 2023. year is already uh, underway. I'm already looking to next year right now and uh, I'm excited about that year too. So. Uh, definitely, oh, oh, for anyone who is not familiar and, uh, unsure as to, you know, the purpose of my podcast, uh, it's basically to showcase what a writer does, and, uh, I've subsequently written, what, like, four books, and, uh, last year I released one, and, uh, this year, uh, I will, you know, update you guys as far as my plans, but, uh, each year, I try to expand upon what it is that I've been working on, and uh, since I've started this podcast in 2020, I've been doing uh, many different projects and expanding upon what it is that I present, but ultimately, it's always been, you know, my own work and my own things that I wanted to bring, uh, no one, you know, pressing me or no editor or anything like that, and I think it's a difference in, you know, not in being independent, but definitely for someone who has ideas and feels like uh, they need to be distributed uh, there's no one you know stopping you from doing it (laughs) literally like if you want your ideas there you link up with an artist or you link up with someone uh, who you think uh, has an idea like you and if not you know you break down your idea and uh, you basically explain it and, and then you collab. It, there, it, it, it's such a beautiful thing when, you know, you see two great minds uh, link up and, you know, create a project. And uh, I definitely am impressed by uh, Lunella and the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur comic book uh, from Marvel. And uh, it, Marvel Comics is basically, you know, they, they have a mixed bag, <laughs> mixed bag of what people think of them. Uh, just because Stanley has passed away, rest in peace, Stanley, guy who basically created, uh, I guess, inspiration for years and years and years and a whole mythology while he was at it, uh, with these great creators, I believe his name, uh, Jim Lee and a couple other different guys, uh, these are artists, there's so many of them, but, um, is really a, you know, these creative minds that link together to create these things that have springboarded into the future, you know, this is 2023 now, and I'm pretty sure this comic book came out in like 2015, and I remember, you know, looking at it back in like 
2015, whatever the comic book dropped. And I was impressed. <laughs> Let me just say, I, I do have a permanent tan. And so when I go to the comic book store, I'm usually looking for the usual uh, things that amaze me or, you know, surprise me just from where the writers and, you know, artists have, you know, meandered. And what I see, you know, Lunella or uh, Devil Dinosaur and how they, it looked, the way that it looked, the way that it was presented, uh, impressed me. And it wasn't even, you know, the genre of comic books that I usually gravitate towards. Uh, it was almost up there with, I believe her name was like Squirrel Girl and um, what's the other guy, like Howard the Duck uh, type of art style, uh, comedy, you know, esque or very geared towards a different generation. But for me, I was like, yo, it's a black girl and she's a genius too. So she's like that one girl, Riri Williams from uh, that other comic book, Ironheart. Oh, that's tight. I see what, that's two black girl superheroes. That's amazing. Like, I'm, you know, uh, a dad now. So I, <laughs> I appreciate to have someone to point towards my son to do as far as his own research if he's looking for people of color. Uh, that are superheroes and people that look like him, uh, I'll be pointing him towards, you know, just because I didn't have that when I was his age. And I think it's really cool uh, to present that in a different light and to have superheroes uh, in a positive light, in a wacky environment, and then, too, in a real environment because I just watched, you know, two episodes of it, and it's really, really good. I'm waiting to see what the rest of the uh, what they're gonna present for the rest of the year. If they're gonna just release all the episodes or release them like two uh, a week, but regardless of that, I'm I'll be checking whatever they drop because it's the way that a good cartoon and the way obviously as a writer that you have to look at certain things is in a multifaceted way, and obviously if something looks like. Uh, What's the one uh, Spider-Man with uh, Miles Morales? If it looks like <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse as far as color palette and if it's, you know, flashy, if it's uh, definitely current, if it's not forced, uh, you're on to something. <laughs> it, it, it's a real uh, interesting thing and, and I'm glad I, I brought this up as a topic to have your story be current but then to transcend time. You don't want something to be forced or seem like, you know what I'm saying, you didn't know uh, about the subject, but you want it to be so laced that uh, it comes off naturally. And there's no, you know, way to teach someone how to do that. And you can teach someone how to write words or how to come off and, you know, they give certain tips, but uh, this show does it effortlessly and I'm pretty sure the comic book does too. Uh, just tying in with the rest of the Marvel characters and I'm pretty sure she had all these other heroes uh, to work with and I haven't even been checking you know the Marvel Universe for the past like seven years uh, just because of it's just my own personal preference uh, of collecting and I wanted to have a place to collect comic books and put them in places but it's a lot carrying all that paper <laughs> it is just is and then carrying it and then, you know, holding it and seeing if somebody else wants to buy it and things like this. It's a lot of responsibility. 
But anyway, um, I, I, back to the writing, uh, I'm really, really impressed. Like, the comedic timing, and that's the thing that I've been, you know, concentrating on is this mirror of real life and, you know, uh, the thing and putting it in the stories and how I can transcend it uh, from five years to 20 years. And in most instances, I'm finding on the internet, you know what I'm saying, everything that's being presented is this difference between men and women. And even the story, you know what I'm saying, I, I know that people won't watch it or will watch it uh, out of curiosity. And it shouldn't be uh, just because it's a, a female superhero. It should be off of, yo, it's a black, a black superhero? Yeah. And she got her own mythology? Like, really? Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. It's brand new. Like, that sense of curiosity is what I want uh, for my story. And I've been thinking, and I just in part of, you know, funny moments and thinking of Hey Arnold and how that was. And I was talking with a friend earlier today, and he's like, yo, man, that show classic <laughs> and I know that you know like it, it's just certain things that you want synonymous with uh, how people or how they look as characters and I'm playing with that in my head now of what makes you know iconic characters what makes them unique uh, what makes them you know not just different to be different but different as far as mirroring their personalities and it's not uh, so much of an easy thing to do as uh, most instances of, I would think it to be. Uh, it takes some time thinking um, an afternoon and, um, you know, not distracting yourself with these things. And uh, I, I've been thinking of all these different scenarios and how I can play with them and how I can further, you know, complicate them. Uh, there's another anime, too, that I was checking out, uh, Conan, and uh, that one. I think it's like 900 plus episodes well over probably like a thousand or so and I'm not even joking like this show legit is like <laughs> law and order type and each episode is different and one day you know I said if I have like a mountain of weed and this is no joke I'll just sit there and like I have like a whole bunch of time on my hands and I'll sit down and watch all of the Conan episodes just because I want to learn, you know, how this guy did the writing, how they did the dialogue and the comedic timing, like, how did they do that? And for me, I'm taking mental cues, like I say, I wrote and jotted some things down yesterday, and that's just, you know, I'm saying the beginning process of what I do as far as how I go about uh, writing of my book. And uh, soon, you know, I'll get the instance and start, you know, crafting it, but world building uh, dialogue building and building the scenarios or plights or the reasoning why people do certain things uh, takes some time, you know what I'm saying? And it, it's not something that's forced and uh, it definitely takes, you know, some conversation pieces and understanding what uh, you feel that you need to say. As a writer, uh, it should never feel like you're forcing yourself to do something versus naturally and instinctively uh, it coming off <laughs> as funny and uh, definitely if you're watching Hey Arnold you could take some cues off of that uh, and watch like five episodes or even two or three and uh, you'll definitely see why uh, that show anyone from the generation if they watched it as kids would definitely recommend it 
Uh, speaking of recommended shows, uh, there's another one called Carmen San Diego, and that tripped me out. Like I used to watch that show, like yo, way, 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 way back, you know. And I watched many, many shows when I was a kid. Even Baby Huey, I watched, you know, uh, Popeye and a lot of other shows. Woody Woodpecker, but this one though. This one was completely random as AF. Random, like completely obscure. And what I would get up in the morning as a kid, it would be like the first show that came on. Or one of the first. Like it would be a lineup and you get like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. And I'm pretty sure it was one of the ones that was definitely in the 7 a.m. slot. And those are the ones that, you know, kids definitely didn't like watch, 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 but... If you got up early enough, you know what I'm saying, you were checking and peep it. And I knew Carmen San Diego had historic and, you know, educational things in it. And that was probably one of the reasonings why it wasn't uh, as popular, but I liked it. You know what I'm saying? And other people remember it. And the thing that, you know what I'm saying, tripped me out more as I, I move stuff around in here is that it actually you know people remembered it and like a little following and i'm impressed by that like that that's actually really cool so it was like one of those uh, after school morning specials or something like this and people were actually learning from these things or the historic uh values and going through world history and uh that 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 trips me out for like i don't know <laughs> It's going to trip me out for an extra few days, and that's what um, I'm just going to trip out about, that cartoons have the, the value of, you know, bringing back and stretching someone's memory, and it could be, you know, the most obscure thing, it could be the most silliest thing, but it still stretches the memory and, you know, ties it together into an analogy of something else. So, as I say, and I always tie this into, you know, my own writing examples and my own books, um, I'm definitely taking cues from this and definitely going to uh, create something else from that and uh, twist that, you know what I'm saying? If somebody has a city where no one remembers anyone's memories or no one remembers any memories, uh, then the conversation is uh, quite obscure. Um, it's quite, you know, inquisitive, uh, quite quizzical. Uh, when looking to one another and understanding uh, simple things, <laughs> nature versus nurture type things, and then trying to come up with their own uh, understandings of any of it, uh, I guess is, you know, an adaptation. And so then how the city progresses and then how, you know, someone cascades through these different levels of understanding the way uh, we already know as adults. <laughs> But them, you know, learning uh, through trial and error and all these things of trusting uh, human emotions and all of it. Uh, I'm really, really uh, taking uh, my time with mental uh, assessing all of these things. Even if it's like a cartoon, like I'm going to check it out and I'm going to break it down like five or six times because it's that good. Like, <laughs> even looking at Carlos San Diego, it, it, it tripped me out because... Like, somebody had, was a fan like me, and from that generation, to take the time uh, to create a story behind it, uh, I appreciate that. It's almost up there with Lupin the Third, and uh, him going through, and, you know, his, like, crazy... I think he's been around since, like, the 70s, and I know I've been dropping a lot of names and a lot of different shows, 
But uh, if you ever get the opportunity to check out any of these shows that I've mentioned, uh, take the time, you know what I'm saying, and check out more than a few episodes or more than a Wikipedia or YouTube, definitely because uh, there is some value into it as far as writing and looking at how different writers uh, express themselves and how they present their characters and how they move uh, the rhythm of storytelling. Uh, it's not just, you know, a narrator or a narrative uh, point of view. Uh, it's definitely uh, really uh, multifaceted. And uh, I'll leave you guys with this. And it's an interesting thing that somebody presented to me. And uh, I never, you know, get upset when someone presents uh, ideas, but I don't get into theism or uh, the, what is this, theology? And uh, they were talking about new ideas. And you can always come up with something new if you believe yourself to do so. And uh, regardless of what uh, someone else says, if you believe it is new, uh, and you go with that, in that energy forward, then you, you never know what's possible. So that's all. <laughs> this is V, a.k.a. Brother English. Peace.